You're listening to another podcast from Red Hat Summit, recorded here at the Heinz Convention Center, June 2013. And I'm joined by Captain KVM himself, the hero of open source, John Benedict, and Rob Esker, erstwhile product manager from NetApp. Hi, guys. Say hello. Hello. Okay, right. So one of the things that is you know, curious to a lot of IDC and Gartner and Forrester analysts is why companies like Red Hat and NetApp have got so involved with OpenStack. So how are you guys involved? Well, we've been involved. So that's several questions. So, so we've, I, I guess, first of all, we've been involved since close to the beginning. Um, we uh, we started down the path. I think it was January of uh, 2011. So about six months in, and uh, you know, part of it was a little bit of a learning exercise and seeing where this could go. Um, as to why. Uh, in the early days, the, as to why it's it's increasingly becoming apparent this is the model for open infrastructure as a service. There are other options, and I don't mean to to um, de-emphasize or trivialize them. I think those will continue to exist. It's definitely not a binary thing. Um, but OpenStack is going to be the the it shows all the signs of being the prevailing option. And in that sense, you know, we we are infrastructure providers. Uh, you know, we provide data management storage solutions. So OpenStack presents a variety of abstractions, very useful um, from a deployer's perspective. I can write, um, you know, from a provisioning perspective to the Cinder API for block storage or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or you know, there's a variety of other options for other, other means of, uh, of consuming or interacting with storage within the OpenStack context. So how can folks get at that goodness that those those core competencies that, that, are, that NetApp typically uh, wins with in the market at large. Um, so the theme in the early days is making sure that, for example, in the Cinder case, that, that those are availed through the abstraction that Cinder provides. Uh, we've done a ton of stuff. We have literally eight separate options available to you in, in terms of deploying Cinder atop OpenStack. I'm sorry, Cinder atop NetApp. Uh, we've also kind of expanded the portfolio. This is just, actually, I guess this would be kind of an announcement. Uh, we haven't necessarily expanded upon this to the community at large just yet. We're we're taking our prior file share services proposal, mm-hmm. which is essentially Cinder. You can think of it as Cinder except for shared or distributed file systems. And we're, instead of di- uh, distributing it through the Cinder development project, we're going to create an entirely new one. It, it implements a net new service. We're going to be uh, taking that down the incubation path. So that's that's a, a strategic core capability of OpenStack that hadn't been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do I coordinate access to NFS or SIS or create net new shares? For that matter, it's the, what we've built is sufficiently abstract that you could use an HDFS or a Lustre. Or so a cluster. is that designed to compete maybe with someone like Ceph from a block storage perspective? Uh, well, no, actually, or, or to complement or to. I would I would actually expect that um, Ceph, uh, you know, Ceph provides a POSIX compliant uh, file system interface would uh, eventually look to uh, join the community around this to, to provide an alternate backend. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, no, it's not competitive. It's, it's actually more of a formalized sort of service framework for accessing and coordinating provisioning of file systems, shared file systems or distributed file systems. Okay, so it's exciting times at NetApp HQ then. No, well, I... You throw your guys a bone and expect them to throw out good code. You've got contributions for that, but also to Overt as well, and Overt lending strength and goodness to the whole OpenStack piece as well. Yeah. Don, what do you? Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. That's uh, part of uh, part of what I uh, what I'm talking about towards the latter part of the week. Um, going over um, at the last part of my session, going over uh, our 
a UI plugin for the the plugin framework that's coming out with Rev three point two. Very excited to be able to show this off, um, kind of in a pre beta state. Uh, originally, kind of really showed this back in uh, back in January, but it was a much much more uh, a premature state at that point. Um, it's it's come a long ways in the last uh, five or six months. Uh, we've got um, showing off of the new tabs mm-hmm. um, that are specific to NetApp and NetApp-related activities, uh, the rapid cloning utility. Uh, so we're very excited to show that off this week. I mean, the rapid cloning stuff is really cool from a snapshot perspective. Absolutely. If you look at the speed and the length of time it takes to do it, it's nothing. Right. Yeah. So um, we we did some comparisons, um, and you know, thick 20-gig uh, virtual machine uh, – leaving the hypervisor to to clone that we're talking 40 14 15 minutes and then, and if you have more cloning to do it's a it's a very serialized operation mm-hmm. um allowing the back-end storage to do that for you um, and and letting rev uh iterate through each of the new disks those same that same 20 gig virtual machine uh we do 20 in three minutes and 18 seconds so very very big improvement there um other other good things that we've got going on this week at Summit, um, I think today NetApp is announcing the release of uh, Data on Tap 8.2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Data on Tap is our storage operating system. Um, with that comes uh, full support for uh, PNFS end-to-end. So uh, RHEL 6.4 has the PNFS client. Yep. And uh, NetApp ha- 8.2 has the fully supported PNFS server. So we're very excited to have the first end-to-end PNFS solution uh, that will be in. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be a huge amount of demand for it when people start realizing what they need to be able to get. Yep. Uh, so we're we're looking at it not only for uh, you know database workloads, virtualization workloads, but uh, we're we're in exploratory phase of hmm maybe there's a play in OpenStack as well. Yeah. I, I think it's wise to have all all the bases covered. But as, it, as I was saying earlier, you know, when I went to the OpenStack Developer Summit, your booth was really busy. There were people there who I think were quite grateful that NetApp had taken the Thought Leader initiative to actually turn up and be represented. Mm-hmm. But also it was a compelling story. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So next steps with NetApp and Red Hat. Uh, I'll, from, from the overt yep. um, and, and general KVM uh, standpoint, um, I think we push forward. Uh, I think we've forged a good path. Um, we're not done yet. Um, so we'll continue to grow what we're doing uh, from the overt integration standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think uh, I think the, the OpenStack is in great hands uh, with Rob. Yeah, we're, 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 you know, thrilled to see the certification program associated with Red Hat OpenStack. You know, it's not just... This thing is uh, is from a trusted uh, source. You know, it's I can get it supported. It's consum- consumable, polished, so on and so forth. It's also that I can figure out what works well with it. You know, there's a certification um, effort there, and so we'll definitely be a big part of that. You know, our, our various vendor options will uh, will will be established as as certified. And um, in particular, I'm pretty interested in sort of the the marriage of PNFS uh, because of the underlying platform that RHEL 6.4. Uh, delivers with the PNFS compatibility to actually take one flavor of our Cinder driver, mm-hmm. which somewhat confusingly at first blush is is actually back ended via NFS. Cinder being a block storage construct, sure. but on the back end, 
essentially we mount NFS to the hypervisor, files are treated as virtual block devices, has you know, advantages of scalability and simplicity actually with the distributed I.O. model. But also it's a, it's a great audit model as well, isn't it? It's from a real-time management perspective, from a real-time you know, operational perspective. You know, you're adding a lot of credibility to the CIO to be able to understand what's actually going on real-time in, in, from a storage perspective. I, I agree. Um, it's, so we think there, first of all, I should mention that we you know, have iSCSI options, but we also think that, that there are myriad reasons to, to go down the NFS path. And in particular, the PNFS path because of the distributed I/O model yep, that it yep, provides, yep, yep. particularly useful given the, the workload characteristics of OpenStack. Okay. So. Well, thanks very much for taking time to appear on the podcast, John. I've got one final question. We both grew up in the open source community. We've watched Linux evolve to kernel three point nine now. A lot of the problems that the open source community had back in the day, 2.2, 2.4 kernel, when we were all finding our feet in the, in the era of Slashdot, do you think that's helped OpenStack now find an operational model that will work for them, that they've learned from where Linux has come from? Um, absolutely. Um, I think more importantly than that, I think that uh, the CIOs out there are much more willing to take on something that's as relatively new as OpenStack. Um, from uh, you know going back 10 years... 15 yeah. years. You and I, we, we took Linux in through the back door. Right. Yeah. The CIO didn't know anything about it until it had been there for 18 months and he had That's to right. support it. Yeah. And it's and now, it, do you think the pain level is easy to accept? Or? I think so. I, I think that um, it, it provides, uh, you know, where uh, Linux provided us with a level of entry. Yeah. Um, even just to learn. I think that uh, CIOs actually see it as an easy point of entry um, for discovery mode in their data centers. Is this something that we can use? Um, and then going after the next steps of, okay, how are we going to implement this? How are we going to get this supported? Mm-hmm. Right? It's no longer going out to a uh, proprietary company to have them come in and do a six-month a six POC yep. um, at extreme cost that may or may not ever uh, pan out. Okay. So from a proof of concept perspective, do you think now with OpenStack, we're going to probably have a curve where stuff just moves quicker? Absolutely. You know, because back in the day, I think a lot of problems we had with very large Linux open source projects, we we always felt we had to prove ourselves. And it it was almost like birthing every time that we had to start a new project. Right. I think that pain level's been broken now. I absolutely agree with that. Okay, excellent. John, thank you for your time. Rob, great meeting you. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you. It's not.